Today we're talking about Alex Murdaugh's trial, toxic waste updates from the Ohio train derailment, more info from Ukraine, and other top news for Monday, February 27th. Stay informed while remaining focused on Christ with the pour over. Here's the verse of the week. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. Let's start with some espresso shots. The U.S. is gifting another $10 billion to Ukraine, including $250 million for the country's energy infrastructure. Once delivered, this will boost America's total neighborly aid to Ukraine to $87.5 billion, just a bit more than a cup of sugar. Additionally, the U.S. is proposing giving $300 million to Ukraine's neighbor, Moldova, in part to help it unravel its dependence on Russian energy. China is also being neighborly. Chinese President Xi Jinping is planning visits with both Russian President Putin and Ukrainian President Zelensky, reportedly to discuss China's proposed peace plan. Though Zelensky is open to a conversation, Western leaders are skeptical about the proposal. President Biden said the idea of China playing mediator is just not rational, in part because CIA Director William Burns said the U.S. is confident that China is considering providing lethal equipment to Russia. If our hope is based on physical security, then we're right to live in fear because at any moment we could lose everything. If our hope is rooted in the eternal security provided by Christ, then we can weather any storm. On Christ, the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Edward Mote, 1863. Cleanup continues following February 3rd's train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Friday, the EPA paused Norfolk Southern's hazardous waste disposal. 20 truckloads were sent to disposal sites in Michigan and Texas, but someone forgot to tell Michigan and Texas. The Lone Star State turned away five trucks and local Michigan leadership expressed frustration with the lack of warning and information about the 15 sent their way. As the cleanup continues, local residents remain concerned about drinking water. Officials say water quality tests reveal no contamination, but not everyone is convinced. Public release of the reports has been delayed and the official number of dead animals, mostly fish and amphibians, has increased to more than 43,000. Local leaders, including Ohio's governor, reiterated their belief that it's safe by toasting with tap water last week. Here's a verse to consider while sipping water, bottled or tap. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. John 4, verse 14. The murder investigation that's so ready for a Netflix documentary it's already been made saw another twist last week. Alex Murdaugh took the stand in his own defense. The disbarred Southern Carolina attorney admitted to lying about his whereabouts on the night his wife and son were killed, but, choking with emotion, repeatedly denied killing them. Prosecutors allege that Murdaugh murdered his wife and son to gain sympathy and distract from dozens of financial crimes, but have no hard evidence, confessions, eyewitnesses, fingerprints that he pulled the trigger. Murdaugh has admitted to stealing from his firm and clients, and to paying a distant cousin in a failed suicide-for-hire scheme, but says he would never hurt his wife or son. The trial resumes this morning. If you've watched ahead on Netflix and already know how it ends, don't tell the jury. It is only by God's grace, a free, unearnable gift, that we are forgiven and saved. 
This knowledge of our sin and brokenness means Christians should be compassionate and kind, not condemning, even as we pursue justice and accountability. Luke 6 verse 32 says, If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. This episode is sponsored by the newsletter For What It's Worth. For what it's worth, you're likely missing out on another amazing newsletter. We're pretty cautious around recommending investment advice, but the newsletter For What It's Worth is excellent. For What It's Worth is not in the business of trying to predict the future with individual stock picks, which we'll leave to your all-knowing friend of a friend, but exists to keep you up to date with the latest resources, news, and trends you need to confidently align your investments with your values. Learn how to look for good returns from companies whose values you agree with. You can subscribe to this free newsletter in just one click. Seriously, one click. Check out the link in the show notes. In other brews, here's a rapid round of updates. The FDA has authorized the first over-the-counter test which can detect and differentiate between influenza A, influenza B, and COVID-19. The test, which will use the nasal swab we've all come to know and hate, will cost about $70 and will deliver results in 30 minutes or less. An unprecedented number of young voters turned out this weekend to vote for one of the 18 candidates who ran to replace the term-limited President Buhari. Nigeria, Africa's largest economy, is facing record unemployment and inflation, a massive debt burden, fuel shortages, domestic Islamic terrorism, endemic corruption, and crumbling public services. As of recording, the votes were still being counted. Facing backlash, Penguin Random House will publish classic versions of Roald Dahl's famous books alongside editions updated to soften language related to topics like weight, gender, and race. Edits include calling Charlie and the Chocolate Factory's Augustus Gloop enormous instead of enormously fat, and removing the word black from a description of the murderous, brutal-looking tractors in Fantastic Mr. Fox. Twelve Democratic-led states have sued the FDA to loosen federal restrictions on distribution of the abortion pill, Mufapristone, which is currently only available through certified doctors and pharmacies. Meanwhile, a competing lawsuit from anti-abortion activists aims to pull the drug completely, arguing that the FDA abused its authority by approving the drug through an accelerated process in 2000. Meta now officially has a horse, or llama, in the AI race. On Friday, Zuckerberg announced large language model Meta AI, LLAMA, a tool similar to OpenAI's ChatGPT, Microsoft's Bing AI, and Google's Bard. Zuck says his is different because the underlying models will be made public and available to the AI research community. And now it's time for the pour overs pick of the week on getting out of bed. We aren't always honest about how difficult normal human life is. For the majority of people, sorrow, despair, anxiety, and mental illness are everyday experiences. While we have made tremendous advancements in therapy and psychiatry, the burden of living still comes down to mundane choices that we each must make, like the daily choice to get out of bed. In this deeply personal and valuable essay, Alan Noble considers the unique burden of everyday life in the modern world. Sometimes, he writes, the choice to carry on amid great suffering, to simply get out of bed, is itself a powerful witness to the goodness of life and of God. Get your copy today. Check out the link in our show notes.
That's all we have for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you're listening on the Apple Podcasts app, give us a five-star rating and drop a review. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a follow and hit the notification bell to never miss a new episode. We appreciate your support and hope you have a great day. We'll see you on Wednesday.